Hello, this is Gertie from the Saddling the Southlands campaign. The uh, podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, please visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code professionalcasual at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code professionalcasual at checkout or use the link in the show notes. I have a very important question for the players to start off episode six. Flats. Yeah, flats. No, I'm you got to listen person. to a different podcast to talk about Both that question. Both wings and shoes. Flats. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm briefs. <laughs> <laughs> so we almost started discussing this off mic and I was like, no, I'm going to save that till recording. Hmm. Alex didn't think everybody was going to make it to Altorf, which you haven't made it there yet. You see it not there yet, but he didn't think everybody was going to make it there alive. So I want everybody to place their bet of who do you think is going to die first? Ooh. Ooh. I mean, uh, I, I didn't think I was, I was going to make it to the first coaching end. So. <laughs> Lucky does seem like the character that is the most reckless. Mm. Rude. <laughs> although although Mina has already uh taken on some corruption. True. So is Lucky. Oh, that's true. I don't think it's a big deal for Lucky to take on corruption though, I think. <laughs> if you nothing know, else like, happens. If if I didn't get these new dice and these new dice weren't working out so well for me, and hopefully I don't uh, jinx that uh if I was still working with the old dice, I would have Easily said me. Did anybody yeah. did anybody steal those dice while JB went took a break for a second? Well, he took them with him. He put them did in his really? pocket. Yeah, I, I, I put them in my cheek like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't trust anybody, huh? No. Why would he? That's fair. I just think it's funnier when JB fails all the time. He said in not so many words that you want us to steal his dice. Dang it. So. It's too obvious. You're not sneaky. Um, yeah. Initially with uh, JB's dice in early episodes, I definitely thought Bruno. Um, and I also, I feel like Mina, like she just doesn't care. Like she cares, but she's just kind of like hot headed in a way, like with the mutants, instead of like trying to like walk over and approach them. She was just like, yes, I kill I jump off the man, coach and stab you know, this guy. Like, you know, so she just kind of like runs headlong into danger sometimes. So, so we, yeah, Lucky just um, wants to talk to people. That's right? all. Seems Which like might it. be a downfall. Yeah, it will probably be his end. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Lucky as well. Um, I would probably go Lucky. Yeah. All right. So we got a couple votes for Lucky, a couple votes for Mina. Sounds like, well, we'll see. It'll probably be Carl just because. 
Nobody voted for him. No. <laughs> I was hoping to be Philippe, but <laughs> he managed to. He almost died. Did, did I tell you he went down to two wounds from that hit? No. Like it was brutal. I mean, he got axed in the shoulder. Yeah, it was bad. I'm not surprised. You know he shouldn't have because I forgot initiative and he should have shot first. But you know, so should have Greedo. Nobody would have known if I hadn't said it just now. True. All right, so you see the white walls of Altdorf. Real big. You know, these are siege stopping walls. Huge. And they're painted white as to show, you know, show of power in the area. You know, it's surrounded by marshlands. So as you near the walls, the last bit here, you're kind of coming down a gentle slope towards the city. And it is just massive. I don't think anybody's been to Altdorf before, right? Uh, no. Yeah. Like Carl's from Altdorf. As oh, is Bruno. Right. All right. So this is no, this is just, you know, you've seen this before for Lucky and Mina though. Like this makes Seastat look tiny wherever Lucky's from would fit in a small portion. Oh yeah. Corner of this city would engulf it. Would engulf whatever town you're from. This place is Huge, right? There are hundreds of thousands of people within the walls of Aldorf. And we got a lot of people here. As you approach, you can smell the city a bit. You can see there are two different rivers that flow through Altdorf. The, the, the Reich itself and one of its tributaries. And it's just teeming with people. As you approach, you hear that you are coming towards what's called the Wolf Gate. You're coming to from the north, the north part of the city, heading down in. And it's just you got to you're here. It's kind of end of the day. It's The sun is kind of starting to set. It's dusk. So the city guard are kind of hurrying things along to get people in the city that are trying to come in. So your coach gets through relatively quickly. It, you probably wait in line for half an hour at least. Uh, different coaches and different thing people coming in with like uh, d- other different styles of coaches full of goods and things, not necessarily people every time. Lucky. Yeah. Other characters don't know this, of course, but as you draw near the city, you feel like your connection to the winds of magic is slightly strengthened. Oh, you do know that the colleges of magic here. Mm-hmm. So as a, practitioner of the arcane you might have an inkling that there could be like a a a source of arcane power here while you're within the city you gain plus one success level to any language magic or channeling tests oh wow just so you are aware all right if either of the die comes up with a nine like a 90 something or Or something yeah you gotta tell me okay because something something might happen all right all right so you feel kind of infused with the winds of magic here. It's kind of like, oh, maybe this is nice. Maybe you don't like it. I'm not sure how Lucky feels about that. Lucky's certainly pretty intimidated by the size of this place um, and the number of people and a lot of that. But uh, feeling feeling the winds of magic certainly fills him with a little bit of determination. Nice. So maybe he feels a little more confident from that. As you approach the city, you can see a few gigantic buildings beyond as you're coming down a slope so you can kind of see the city oh sort of from above you know like uh, you can see some 
absolutely huge buildings. The biggest ones are across um, the Reich, the river that flows, the bigger river that flows through the through Altdorf. You can see one building that's very obviously the Temple of Sigmar. There's a huge golden twin-tailed comet um, as like a do- like a cap of a dome, and then next to that is a, is a building that dwarfs even that. Um, so everybody can make a lore Reichland test, but make it easy plus forty. Going to be a failure on my part. Uh, what do we got? Ninety five over plus forty. Yeah. Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety five over seventy one. I pass with seven degrees of success. Oh wow, Carl. Carl's got two degrees of success. All right, and Mina had quite a few as well. Those of you that pass know that. That huge structure next to the Temple of Sigmar is the Palace of the Emperor. Oh! So probably the most important building in the entire empire. That's probably right where my daddy works then. Somewhere near it. Bruno. Yeah. You just, I don't know, you're, you're more focused on the road and the gate than right, the big I buildings that you've seen before. Gotta get us through here without running anybody over. Yeah, there are a lot the of people damn four seasons. Oh, man. <laughs> So you get through the wolf gate, mm-hmm. no problem. They kind of wave you on. They look over the coach just a little bit and they see you you they ask you what your business is and whatnot. I assume you just tell them that you're transporting people that have paid their way. Yeah, we're normal coaching in uh, or coaching establishment. Just uh heading or taking travelers to Altorf. All right, I'm sure Ratchet Lines will be happy to have another coach back. Stay safe. They kind of wave you on. Move along. Move along. Oh, very good. Very good. Thanks, sir. Thank you. All right. So, uh, JB, you're from here. You've been here. Yes. You've In your training, you know, the, the first place you need to head to is called the Konigsplatz. Okay. Which the, the King's Square. Okay. Essentially, what it is. It's the biggest market square in the city. Yeah. And it's where, you know, a lot of business in the city takes place. This is the place where people want to be dropped off because they can head off in all kinds of directions. Give me another lore Reichland test. Again, easy plus 40. Am or everybody? Just just Bruno. Just Bruno. Oh, fantastic. Uh, that'd be a 94 over <laughs> uh, One better than 71. last time. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Two degrees of failure. Never mind. Uh, Carl, why don't you give me a easy lore Reichland test? Carl will succeed on that with three degrees of success. You know, off the Connex Platz is a very famous street called the Street of a Hundred Taverns. Pretty obvious mm-hmm. what it's famous for. And a lot of times um, it's not just taverns there are tons of inns and places along this road as well. And it leads down to the docks of the Reich where the, the road ends. And it literally it's down a slight incline towards the docks, which is mm-hmm. why you know it so well. You probably spent a yeah. lot of time here. 100 taverns. That sounds like a place where my uncle Chet would die and go to heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, let's go down the road, but not too far. We can stay near the top of the hill. Uh, Do I need to make any sort of check or roll to uh, maneuver this cart through the the crowd or to get to where we need to be going? No, at this point, the horses are really used to this kind of thing. Okay, they just kind of they they know. They've been trained to go mm-hmm. at a pretty slow pace through the city and they're not just going to run people over. People stay out of the way. They're kind of coaching lanes. 
that are not as packed full of people. Okay. <laughs> and it's getting to be later in the day, so it's just not as busy as it would be at like 10 in the morning, you know. Oh, good. Um, so you get to the Konigsplatz. Are you going to stop and let people out, or are you just going to continue on like you did at the coaching inn? No. I mean, if, if this is... Uh are we in front of the Ratchet Lines uh, office? Not here, no. Okay, fantastic. All right, uh, good. Yeah, I'll let folks out if uh, if they needed. Yep. Okay. Who do we have? We have Ernst. That's is, it. Is Besides you guys. Yeah. So yeah, I'll let them out. All right. Ernst gets out and I hold out my hand uh, for uh, for a tip. You're like, <laughs> hey, got you here safe and sound. Ratchet Lines does it again, all in one piece. And uh, with a little bit of excitement thrown in yeah. at no extra expense. I, I guess it, it wasn't too bad. Can I have my bag, please? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, it's Is it this one? No. Is it this one? No, it, it's like a like a suitcase. Oh, OK. Square. Is it is it on top of that thing? Or yeah. Yeah. We okay, can't good, good, good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. Oh, this this one here. This one here. All oh, right. Yeah. That, uh, that's all right. It. Yeah. And I toss it off to the side of him so it just like smashes off the ground <laughs> he's like oh so the the suitcase hits the ground it doesn't bust open anything like that but before ernst has a chance to grab it someone else does stop thief the person does not stop oh god we hey stop him you you're on top <laughs> of the uh coach lucky oh lucky. yeah come on uh I chuck a dagger at him. Hey, <laughs> right. knock it off. So you, uh, oh um, so throwing weapons, you don't have to be, oh you don't have to have a throwing skill. Lucky, stop him. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> All right. So same thing as crossbows. Right. It, um, you can attempt it with a ranged, uh, with a ballistic skill check. Okay. Without penalty, but your the dagger will won't gain get any qualities, which probably doesn't have anyway as a dagger. This is my dagger, by the way, not Ralph's dagger. <laughs> uh, I failed by four degrees. You want to use a fortune point? Yeah. Otherwise, you just hit Ernst. <laughs> <laughs> um, I failed by one degree. You want to beseech the dark gods? I still have another fortune point, or can I only do use a fortune no, point? No, you once? can't use a fortune point again for the same roll. Yeah, why not? What's... Yes, I knew you would. Yeah, make it. Uh, one degree success. Those dark gods, man, they, they come through. They out. pull yeah. through. How many degrees of success? One. Okay. Uh, so you, so Bruno's like, stop, thief. Lucky, do something. And you just whip a dagger out, chuck it at this guy. Where'd it hit? What'd you roll to hit? Roll the 26. So that is going to hit him in the body. Oh, perfect. So you hit him in the back. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> how much that was one success level. So yeah. Do I add a stat to that? Oh, it's, it's, I mean, so normally if I'm stabbing someone with it, it's plus strength plus two. Mm. Yeah. A rock is a strength bonus alone. You got to think that a dagger is better than a rock. So that would be six damage. But rock does beat scissors. So. Oh, that's true. Mm. (laughs) These are some deep rules. Deep. Yeah. A throwing, a throwing knife is plus strength bonus plus two. So we'll, we'll call it the same thing. Sure. So six damage. Wow. Okay. Jesus, you're gonna kill a guy. Right. Well, he's a thief, right? I mean, isn't that bad? Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't kill the thief right away because I still get to subtract toughness bonus and any armor if the thief was wearing. But they definitely like you hear him like, oh, and they stumble and drop the. I take off after. Thing. Him. Get him, lucky. All right. 
So you're gonna need to make a athletics test to try to catch up with this person. Remember when we were talking about we thought would die first? Uh, I'm gonna give you plus <laughs> ten because you can kind of follow a trail of blood because he's stabbed him with a. Do dagger. I get another plus ten for advantage? Uh, sure. Yeah, you made a, an attack. I don't know if that actually applies here. But I'm gonna say it does because why I think not? It does. Uh, I make it with zero degrees of success. All right, so you keep up with him. He's running away. So wow. So lucky. <laughs> What is going on with Lucky? You throw this dagger at him, like Chuck Norris, jump off the yeah. coach, chase this guy down. What's everybody else going to be doing? So they all make Bruno, a racket. Bruno yelled, "Stop thief!" Yeah. I'll make job. a racket up top. Uh, the uh, the coach uh, alerting the the ones inside that uh, we had a an issue outside. They might want to come check that out. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. yelling too to to stop. Don't do that. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll exit the coach. Okay, look around. I, like, what the hell? I, I guess we should help. <laughs> it's sounding like they may need assistance. All right. So you guys jump out of the coach. You see Ernst uh, picking up his luggage again since the thief dropped it after they got a dagger in the back. Yikes. And you see Lucky taking off through the crowd. That's not that. Again, oh, it's not sorry. That I thing. was going for the bag, not for the dude. I thought you're chasing the person. Oh, well, I thought he still had the bag. No, he dropped the bag when you hit him. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to get the bag. Oh, okay. Want so your dagger? Well, I mean, kind of, but like, <laughs> well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So you're chasing the person down. For yeah. The bag, yeah, I guess so. All right. So you see Lucky dash off into the crowd mm. and you see a slate trail of blood. Ah. <sighs> I'm afraid that Lucky might need some backup on this. Okay. I will follow. Trail of blood. Tall, leering man. Carl, you can do the same thing? Yeah, I'm going to try and, uh, you know, rather than just following the trail of blood, just kind of listen, because this is a crowd of people they're running through. So I imagine there's commotion as a result of this. Totally. Yeah, there's a lot of, hey, what are you doing? Um, so I'm going to have you both do an athletics check and I'll both, I'll give you both plus 10 for following the blood and for, for listening. One degree of success. All right. Carl's makes a success zero degrees. All right. That's enough. That's still success. So yep. you are able to keep up uh, you see lucky. You don't quite see who he's chasing, but you're able to keep up with lucky. Right. Bruno, what are you going to be doing? You know, let's go into initiative at this point. So since we, Carl's first? Lucky's Lucky. first. Lucky's first. Uh, no, since we last played, Carl has leveled up his initiative to 38. Nice. Oh, I got to change my Yeah. Right, all right. <laughs> right on. All right, so Carl's first. So if you want to try to catch up, you can make another uh, plus 10 athletics check. Okay. And now uh, I'll do... I do that, and this time I have four degrees of success. All right, so you're able to catch up to Lucky, and you see the person he's chasing because it's pretty obvious with the dagger in their back, and they're running away. I mean, you pretty much catch up to them, but that's going to be your whole round. Okay. Uh, so Lucky, chasing this dude down. All righty, you got plus twenty. You still um, have your advantage. Yeah. So um, three degrees of success. All right. So you also catch right up behind this person. I'm going to let you make. Do you have melee brawling? As a skill? No. I'll have you make actually a weapon skill check to try to, if you want to try to grab the dagger out of his back or not. Sure. You do have an advantage on this. So you have plus 10. I rolled a 91. That is 
five degrees of failure. Do you want to use harder. a fortune point or beseech yeah. the dark guys? Yeah, we'll use a fortune point. All right. Just smack it deeper into his back. <laughs> oh, there we go. All right. Uh, I, I had a plus what? Ten. So three degrees of success. All right. So you catch up to him and then you just like reach out and pluck that dagger out of his back. And he's like, ah, and he keeps running. I mean, I'm good. Do you just stop? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is Mina up? No, uh, Bruno's up next. Mina's slow. Bruno, uh, let's see. He doesn't want to leave the cart. Uh, he wants to definitely make sure that Ernst is okay, though. Um, being like, Ernst, uh, get back in the cart. Uh, it's it's not safe here on the road. So I'll take you uh, straight to the college where you'll be studying. He's like, um, no, that's okay. I, ha- I have people to meet, but but thanks. And he just walks away. Pretty quickly. Not a tip. No tip. <laughs> Not even a pastry. Oh, yeah. Those are finished. <laughs> I didn't Definitely expect them to last right. today. No. Oh, my God. All right, Mina. I mean, at this point, Lucky has stopped running. Yeah. Right? Don't worry. I got it. I got my knife back. Hold a bloody dagger. Yeah. <laughs> I wipe her off. Be like, what? Lucky, what? What happened? Why you throw dagger? Why you stab man in back literally instead of turning into police? Metaphorically. I think you stabbed me in the back. Okay. Well, you got to catch him first. You can't just turn someone in who's no longer here. <laughs> and we got, he told me to stop him and get the bag back. I got the bag back and then I got my, okay. my dagger back. Uh, I heard Bruno say, stop, thief. I stopped him from being a thief. He's no longer a thief okay. if he doesn't have a. I did not know what happened. A, uh, what would you call it? A prize? His quarry? Yeah, one of them. Yeah. So do you all stop and the three of you kind of talk together for a moment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good work you do. Thanks. Lucky. So while you guys are chatting, um, I want Carl to make an easy perception check. It's plus 40. Carl gets that with four degrees of success. All right, so as those two are, are talking back and forth, their usual kind of silly banter that Carl probably is listening to, but not too into. You notice there's a couple of guys kind of at the edge of the the square here. And one of them looks right at you, like right meets your eye. And he scratches his left ear using the little finger of his right hand, like as he looks you dead in the eye. Do I know what that is that like uh, some kind of street slang that I would know about? I mean, you figure it, it could be some kind of street slang, but nothing you've ever seen before. And then a moment later, the other guy does it, too. And he makes eye contact with you, scratches his left ear with his right pinky. Carl's going to do it back. <laughs> <laughs> OK. The two look at each other. And they look a little confused and the one like does it again, but like more vigorously scratches his left ear with his right pinky. Uh, Carl's going to try it with the other hand and see if I get a different response. (laughs) So you scratch your right ear with your left pinky? (laughs) Yes. Okay. The two look at each other and they start talking and then they look away a bit to a different part of the square and they start walking that way kind of quickly. Carl turns to uh, our group and says, I hate to interrupt, but I think there are two men trying to teach us sign language. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Why? What'd they do? 
I don't know, but I think we should go check it out. What about uh, Bruno? And all of our stuff. All your candles. I mean. <laughs> I have 11 candles, man. <laughs> I mean, if Bruno still has pastries, he's fine. We can check out it, sign language. I don't think Bruno's had pastries in a while. <laughs> I, I I know where the Ratchet Lines garage is. I'm sure we can meet up with Bruno later. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm. Well, yeah, let's check her out. So what they look like? Yeah, Dan, what do they look like? <laughs> they look pretty nondescript. They just kind of look like a couple of guys that were up to no good dudes. Do they yeah. look like uh, men? They look like a man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could say one had kind of black hair, one had brown hair and a small mustache. But like most that, fit, you know, 80 percent of the people around here would kind of fit that description. Um, so I'm going to have you guys make perception checks. It's going to be hard for Mina and Lucky. Oof. And it's going to be average this plus zero for Carl. Nah. I literally would have had to roll a nine to make it if it was hard. Right, because so. you're, you're not really sure what you're looking yeah. for. I failed by three. Okay. I have five degrees of failure and rolled an 88. Woo. Oh, that's a fumble. Does anybody yes. want to use a fortune point or beseech the dark gods for a reroll? I'm good. I, I, I thought men, men with signs would be easy to follow. This is very <laughs> difficult. Okay, I rolled an 89 that time. <laughs> Do you want to beseech the dark gods for another reroll? No, I'm not into them dark gods. I don't trust them. <laughs> One time I wasn't going to hit a guy with a dagger in the back, and then I just asked for help, and they helped me, man. You know, I <laughs> give them a shot. What if these are people who are thinking that Carl is the library man? <laughs> Lieber, Lieberman, Lieb, Liberum, Liberum, Liberum. What if they are thinking it is him? But either way, you, you can't find him. Okay. Not sure where they went. Mm. Oh, well, I, I have to learn sign language another day. <laughs> Carl looked away too long to talk to you guys about it. By the time you look back, none of you could find him. But while well, you're looking around, Carl does see somebody. Man, this guy looks like a delight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it's it's my friend Joseph. Let's go say hello. A friend uh, of Carl's is a friend of mine. Yeah. All right. So you say that, and yeah, at, at, when you say the name Joseph, the guy turns around. Having known him for 10 years, that means that this old man knew me when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> not, not clear on the nature of that relationship. <laughs> oh, man, this looks like a good dude. All right. <laughs> I'm indeed, excited. Indeed, he looks like a fun-loving gentleman. He looks like how I imagine your Uncle Chet looks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uncle Chet, uh, he bears deep resentment in his heart because he cannot grow facial hair after the accident. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so Carl's like, oh, it's Joseph. I know him. Whatever you just said. And he turns with that big, he's got a huge white beard. And he's got a big beer belly that's mostly covered by the beard. And he's got a huge bulbous nose. And he's like, oh, it's Carl. I didn't know you'd be around here. And he comes, he comes over and he has like, he takes like huge steps. And when he walks, he like swings his arm like he's almost power walking. And he just like in his face, like immediately gets red from the exertion. But you can tell he that's how he always walks. And he's just Carl. He comes up and he just embraces Carl in this huge bear hug. 
And this guy is as big as Carl and like his arm, he's got thick arms. See it. Mm. Oh, man. Like he wraps his huge arms around Carl and he just squeezes you. Carl squeezes back and is going to try and pick him up a little bit with the uh, with the big hug action. He was already doing that to you, so let's make an opposed oh. strength check. <laughs> if you guys both do that at the same time, check. that's how you fly, I'm pretty certain. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this is a strength check? Yeah. Uh, Carl got four degrees of success. Yeah, four degrees of success. Nice. So you could tell you can feel that Joseph tried to pick you up a little bit, but he's kind of getting a little old for that. So you just pick him up instead just for funds or whatever. And he's like, oh, Carl, it's been so nice nice to see. And he slaps you on the back a bunch of times. And he's like, who are these fine folk you're with? Hi, my name's Lucky. I'm uh, Carl's friend. He helped me build a bunk bed. How are you? I'm great. I'm Joseph Corgin. How are you doing? That, I'm Lucky? doing really good, Joe. I'm doing real good. Man, yes, I'm so excited. Lucky. You guys are so happy. Lucky's a little high intensity. This is my friend, Mina. She is great at killing mutants. That's so that's wonderful to hear. He take he puts his hand out like to to shake your hand. And he shakes it with like a crushing handshake, and then he takes your hand and he kisses the back of it as well. Oh, thank you, Joseph. It's uh, wonderful to meet you. Any friend of uh, Carl's is friend of Mina. Oh, that sounds great. Any friend of Carl's is friend of Joseph. This, this is wonderful. I just, I see you striking out on your own, huh, Carl? You're not working for your old man anymore. Uh, you know, it's after. Trying to make it on my own outside of Altdorf for a little over a year. I've I've had to come home. I'm looking for work again, but I can't go back to my father. Oh, well, the perfect time. I got a opportunity for you and your friends. I'm taking the beer belly down the Reich. We're going to Bogenhafen. You can work on the boat for me for the trip. and I, I'll even pay you a little bit. I could use a couple mm. strong hands. They got three of you? Well, heck yeah. We got, well, yeah, well, probably. Well, Wait, what? <laughs> I, I, I want to check with Bruno as well. You remember him, right? Bruno? Oh, that, that round guy. Yes, yes. My friend who is as wide as he is tall. <laughs> you know, I, Joseph actually laughs at that. And he's like, I've always loved that description of him. Fits him to a. Uh, and oh, <laughs> uh, he says, I got a, I got a delivery of wine to take to Bogan half. And if you, if you're looking for work, you can, you can help me with that. And you can be on your way from there. If you want, there's the Schaffenfest going on. They need lots of drink for the Schaffenfest. One of the biggest celebrations in, in Reichland. This sounds great to me. I'd come to town less than half an hour and I have a job. This sounds like wonderful opportunity. And I am from, um, Seas dot, so I am very familiar with water. Y'all, I've been to Seas dot. Yeah, delivered I, there before. I've never had a job before. You'll pay me for stuff. You do now, and he like slaps you on the shoulder, but like almost knocks you over because he's strong. What a great day! <laughs> I just love how excited Tim is. Got a girl's number. I stabbed the guy. <laughs> and I got a job. From reading through it at him, too. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Too bad it wasn't with a trident. Friends, we should uh, check in on Bruno and make sure he is good with horses and collect our belongings. Oh, yeah. Not a problem. If you want, I can meet you down at the Boatman Inn. 
just down the street of a hundred taverns. Carl, you know where it is, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, of course. Meet me down there. I'll get you each a bottle of wine. Oh, oh man. All right. And he like he stalks up with that crazy walk where he takes like super huge steps and his arms are like going way at his sides. People, you know, make make room for this guy. Friends, this is wonderful opportunity, not only uh, to make some money, but the air library wig um, is supposed to report to Bogenhofen so we can be helping on this boat. What? And we'll the the inheritance, the money for the man who looked like Carl, but is not Carl. What are you talking about? <laughs> there was a, a a man in the coach that was attacked by Rolf and his friends as mutants. Yeah. Um. There was a, a dead man there and he looked just like Carl, but with a thin hairy worm mustache instead of thick hairy worm mustache. And he had letter telling him that he is a, a, an heir to uh, an estate and some he had some a letter money. telling him that he was Carl. What the dead man who looked like Carl, right? Had a letter, yeah, telling dead man who looked like Carl that he had inheritance. And so, uh, Carl is because he looked just like dead man, he we are going to um help him so that he can do good things in the world with this inheritance that would normally be wasted. Oh, you're doing a double rook scheme. Gotcha. All right. Cool. Yeah, Carl cool. tugs on his car collar a little awkwardly and it's like, yes, this is definitely the plan. The only hiccup I see is that we need um, a signed letter verifying that you are Air Lieberwing. Lieber, Lieberwitz, Lieber. Caster Liebram? Yes. All right. So we we need to figure out a way to do that. Maybe um, maybe Bruno will know someone who can help us to get documents that say that you are early Barung. Well, today this game's getting better and better. Carl, I didn't think you'd be up for a double rook. This is really cool. All right. My dad's going to be so happy for me. <laughs> I'm getting to see us. I get to see him. I get to see his shop. Uh, I stabbed a guy. I got a job. And, you know. Double yes, Rook's one of my it, dad's favorite schemes, too. Yes, every father is proud of deception. <laughs> is See, Carl, you are a good man. And this money, otherwise, who would this money go to? <clears throat> the letter said I you know. are the last one. I know. So you want the money to go to uh, to be absorbed by government? No, Bruno is telling me that fate is is fickle, and I admit so many bad things have happened. Yet in this journey, a lot of good things have happened, and I I'm trying to be open minded to this idea. I think Bruno is good friend and gives good advice. Yeah, he is. He is right. Fate has smiled upon you and you are a lucky one for that. No, he's lucky. <laughs> for someone that doesn't like to deceive, Carl, you are deceptively good looking. 
Carl does twirl his newly trimmed mustache a little bit. <laughs> so, Bruno, are you just waiting for that? Or did you guys like head back to the coach while you're having this conversation? Yeah, I think, yeah, so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. You can walk and talk and not get stabbed in the back. All right. It's uh, just, it'll take you probably 10, 10, 20 seconds to walk back. You didn't run that far. As as you do walk back, you come upon the scene of Bruno just uh, whipping beggars and uh, thieves, like, <laughs> what? Uh, trying to get at the bags of the coach. Oh, no. uh, Bruno's standing on top of the coach, like back, back, you fiends! <laughs> no free rides. This is a this is a ratchet line company, uh, coach. None of you can can afford to be on here. Uh, no, we're 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 good. We're good. We don't need more. Helping hands back with each crack of the whip. All right, so he's up there yelling all this, cracking the whip, and as you guys walk up, like there's nobody attacking the coach or anything. <laughs> it's just Bruno apparently trying to make a show or something. Ratchet Lions Company, uh, protecting your stuff since what year is it? Uh, 2224. 20, yeah, there you go. So 2220. Uh, so we assume that because you're making the whip, like what you're doing is working. No one's approaching the coat. No one is approaching the coach except for these three. Yeah. But like they didn't see anybody like coming at you. Yeah. Because I scared them all away. I mean, evidence supports that. Your coach is waiting to wherever you would like to go. Well, Bruno, we got a job. Oh, fantastic. Uh, where are you guys working? On a boat. Oh, gee whiz. That's like a, a cart on the sea. A, a water, a water coach. Um, you know, Carl's friend, Joseph. Joseph. Yes. Oh, my God. He could put down a pint with the best of them. He offered us uh, temporary employment to get to Bogen, Bogenhofen. 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 Oh, I've only been there um, once. And you remember the, the letter? For the man who looked like Carl, but is dead. The letter. The letter says to go to Bogenhofen. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so is um, is fortuitous in that way. Oh, well, we could take a, a card. I'm, I'm sure that uh, once I return this card to the to the office, uh, they'll uh, surely promote me to head coachman. They'll give uh, you another coach. Yeah, they'll. <laughs> Well, they'll surely give me another coach. Uh, they're promoting to head coachman. Um, it's fantastic that, uh, you know, it's 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 good that we got this opportunity, but uh, I don't see myself, uh, you know, losing my job anytime soon. Well, no, but uh, Joseph will pay us to work on the boat. Oh, yeah. And then you'd have to pay me. to. Right. OK, yes, I you, see. You I mean, you're going to make trouble. money either way. Plus, we get to ride on the beer belly or whatever. So. Berry belly. Berry, berry, berry belly. I know it's beer belly. Beer belly. Mm. Also, their name jokes. I, I think like uh, I think Carl kind of signed you up to go with us too, bud. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um. So Mina doesn't I figured know. I had at least to check to see if we could keep journeying together. Well, I've I've already got a job. Um, it would just be a temporary reprieve from your job as the. Bruno does know you need to report to the ratchet line, like headquarters, to like report and potentially turn in the coach for now, kind of thing. Get new job. (sighs) Thank you, guys. Yeah, you should you should turn in the coach, but after that, 
you'd be free. No, no. Thank, thank you guys. I, I'm really good with the, this coaching job. It seems like really secure job. All right. I feel like I'm, I'm going to have a long and prosperous career here. Uh, it's got great retirement benefits. Um, yeah. Uh, as long as you, uh, you know, return the coach and deliver all your passengers without losing any limbs or, or luggage. Yeah. It's and luggage. Right. Well, uh, return the coach and good luck to you. And yeah. if uh, you are free this evening, we are meeting with Joseph um, at a, a the boat, Boatman Inn. The Boatman Inn. Oh, fantastic. Boatman. The Boatman Inn. I uh, know the place. Uh, again, it's uh, spent many a night on that straw laden floor. <laughs> so uh, meet us there and have a, a drink. We will celebrate your. Um, your promotion, pro- your promotion, yeah. and your prosperity with Ratchet Line. Oh, fantastic! And I'll celebrate your good luck in finding a job so quickly, uh, getting into town. Oh my goodness! Good on you guys. Good you on you. Do you need help bringing the cart back, or uh, sure, helping you off the cart? When yeah, you get there? I mean, you uh, bring you a, a little bit closer to the docks. Yeah, it's, it's we can uh, ride over with you, and then we'll all walk over to the bar together. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. Do you want to? So as you guys are talking, you hear this fill the square suddenly. And you t- I assume you go turn and look, and you see there is quite the procession heading through the square. This time, kind of the end of the day thing. And you see the somebody announces the Reichland 1st Regiment of Foot, the Imperial Guard, leading... The Emperor Karl Franz. And you see the Emperor himself marching through the square. And you hear a couple people around you groan like, oh, again? In all his glory, upon a black barded steed, he's covered in the most ornate armor you've ever seen, full plate, surrounded by a score of knights, also Ooh. in resplendent full plate armor. And that just looks... You know, it's inspiring. It's amazing. It's the emperor himself. That's my daddy's boss. My dad works for him. Yeah. Never in my life did I think I would see such amazing things as I've seen just in this day. Ahead of him marches um, like a phalanx of infantry, obviously, so nobody can get too close or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Everything in the square stops. Everybody stops in place, looks. Uh, Like I said, a couple people mumble that... They've seen this um, a few times in the last couple of weeks, and it's not that big of a deal anymore. But I'm sure to all of you, this that's probably one of the most amazing things that ever happened. Yeah, to I- actually see the emperor himself. You've heard stories of him. You know that he is quite, he, he's a very well-liked emperor. Um, they're not always. There have been a lot of emperors in the over 2,000 years of the empire. But Karl Franz is well-liked He's he's known for his prowess on the battlefield. Mm. He's slain orc war bosses. He's even been rumored to channel Sigmar himself through him. He wields Sigmar's own hammer, Galmaraz, uh, which was a dwarven forged hammer that is a legendary weapon. Um, he's not wielding it at this time. He doesn't hold it aloft or anything like that. He has the the Reichland Runefang instead, which is a, a magical weapon that all elector counts, the leaders of each 
province of the empire have. Everybody make a lower Reichland check real quick about that. Perfect. Is that a challenging? challenging? Zero. I failed by three degrees. Okay. Mina sounds like you passed. Yes. Pass with three. Carl? Carl had a 77 for three degrees of fail or four degrees of failure. All right. So it kind of makes sense. Bruno's from here. Mina's part of the the military. Um, You guys know that traditionally the emperor doesn't carry the rune fang of Reichland. It belongs to his uh, champion and the leader of the general, basically the general of the armies of Reichland, um, Kurt Helborg. That's his name. Oh, that's a sweet name. He he's the one that wields that, even though he's not an elector count, because the and when they go to war, the emperor wields Galmaraz instead. So the mm. fact that he has the rune fang instead is Mina might be like, oh, that's not as what he usually has. That's yeah. interesting. You see this procession. It takes a few minutes to go through. It's pretty long. There's a lot of soldiers in it. Um, and he the emperor on top just kind of waves. He doesn't say anything or anything like that. And they make their way through. Things just kind of resume back to normal almost immediately. I mean, it's just, <laughs> this is so much. So many things uh, happening. I want to make a gossip check with Carl to see if I can uh, kind of chat somebody up and kind of figure out what's going on here. Okay. I thought you meant the emperor at first. Like you were just going to go up and like <laughs> nudge him with your elbow and be like, hey. What's up, that, Carl? that wouldn't happen. My name's Carl too. <laughs> Got two degrees of success. Uh, so you find out that this is the fourth time that the emperor has marched across the Konigsplatz uh, this week. Hmm. And people find it strange that he does this on a horse because the emperor is very well known that when he rides into battle, he rides into battle on a griffin that he personally trained from a hatchling called Deathclaw. And that's like another reason hmm. why people like him so much is that he's kind of a badass. Like he goes yeah. to war on a, and griffins are huge creatures in this world, like big as a house. Wow. Hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Like they are big. Like, you know, Griffin can take on a dragon and probably die, but it would put up a fight. I mean, from a practical standpoint, though, like you're not going to ride a griffin into the town square. Right. right but it's that's kind of what he's known for. Right. Because Deathclaw is, and there's, with two degrees of success, you you hear rumors that he hasn't like Deathclaw typically lives in the Imperial Zoo within Altdorf because it has all kinds of weird creatures like hippogriffs and other things like that. And Could we go visit him. Deathclaw. Yeah. At some point. Pet him. But there are rumors that he hasn't even been to visit Deathclaw in weeks. Oh, maybe they broke up. <laughs> that was a pretty good. <laughs> is he is he sick? Gossip check. Oh, my gosh. Huh. Death claw. Hmm. 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 Yeah. So we should probably go return this coach, right? <laughs> uh, so you guys going to hop back in the coat? Are you going to ride along on top again, Lucky? Well, yeah. If I hadn't been riding up here before, Ernest wouldn't have gotten his bag back. That's and probably true, because I don't think Bruno was going to do much of anything. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I need to stay up here as the resident sack master. All right. Uh, Mina, Carl, you guys going to ride inside again? Sure. Yeah, I mean, live in large. Makes sense. All right, so you head to the Ratchet Line, like, headquarter building. It's not too far from the Platz because this is where you usually drop off and pick people up. It's kind of like a bus station. Okay. Um, there's, it's, there's stables out back and whatnot, so you know that you should stable the horses first, all that jazz. There's a button. You know, there are a number of coaches here, not a ton. There's three other coaches. Okay. And f- spaces for a few more. 
So you know what to do. You kind of back the coach into a spot, take care of the horses. Yeah. Um, easily unhedge the horses or hand the uh, reins off to one of the stable hands. I'm sure that's uh, milling about uh, not doing much, but uh, yeah, walk in there all very confident like, and all right, guys, uh, Bruno's back. All right. Uh, you walk in and you see your boss who obviously, you know, but does everybody else go in the, the place with him? Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are all happy customers. Happy customers. Uh, going to give five-star reviews, I'm sure. I mean. I am logging on to Yelp now. <laughs> leaving right. a five-star review is very important and will help Ratchet Line be fine by other people. All right. Um, so you head inside and it looks really nice. It's like the lobby. There's lots of comfortable seating. There's a desk, but there's also um, a few doors leading off to like... Um, like offices and kind of like meeting spaces to, to talk with somebody to like plan a trip and all that. And Bruno comes in and you announce yourself. Yeah. yeah. Come on in guys. Come on in. Uh, have a seat over here. Uh, we'll get you some refreshments. All right. Uh, right. Your lines. Uh, top of the line. A door slams open and out stomps your boss. Broker Zindrasen. Zindrasen, you old fool. How's it going? And all of you immediately recognize this guy to be a dwarf, <laughs> which isn't super uncommon in the empire, but not super common either. Yeah. And he says, Bruno, my lad, how are you today? Phenomenal. Phenomenal. We had a little bit of trouble on the road, but nothing that uh, I couldn't handle. Uh, again, first time with the coach brought it back one piece. You're uh, you're quite welcome. Mm, I see lots of happy customers. So, oh. You brought them here. You, I, they need more traveling. No, they just wanted to tell you how good a job that I did. Oh, yeah. They were that pleased with our service here at the Ratchet Lines. Bruno so pretty much the whole Jimmy just a second. Here he goes over behind the counter and he opens up a big like a giant ledger. The book like he has to swing the whole length of his arm to turn this book. He takes out a quill. He licks it and he sticks it in the ink and he goes, let me hear what you got to say about Bruno. Bruno's pretty much the best coachman I've ever seen. Uh, there's only a couple that I've seen. One hit me with their coach. Uh, yeah, not uh, from Four Seasons. Uh, damn Four Seasons. Ran me right over. Bruno made down. sure that I got warm and fed and and my thirst quenched. And he, I mean, he's a great guy. Oh, well, that's great to hear. Nice job, Bruno. He writes it down. The ride was as good as my friend Bruno is around. <laughs> That's high praise. <laughs> he writes it down. He's a lot better than those other coachmen you guys have that like sleep in and don't even like drive their coach the rest of the way. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, no. You know, because like our coach broke down. And then there what? were the two guys at the next place and they, they, they drank way too much. So. Bruno like took all their people like to where they needed to go. It was really nice of him. I don't even think he got paid. So Broker slowly puts the quill down in the ink pot and he like runs his hand down his face slowly and then runs it through his beard that has all kinds of like bangles in it. Runs it through his beard. He looks at Bruno. Did you come across Gunner and Holtz? Holtz, Gunner, they were on their way here with a noble lady with uh, two of her, uh, I don't know, people. Entourage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bretonian. Oh, Bretonians, huh? Yeah. And what was the other one? Ernst. Some kid. Yeah. Ernst. He's coming 
to the colleges to be right. a physic man. Yeah, we d- we did not see them. We didn't see them at all. We are the only ones that uh, are are in the coach. Ernst never so he looks right at Lucky in the eye and he says, "So what? What happened to the coach again? Which one? The first one you were in. It broke. Can you uh, elucidate? Bandits." <laughs> he's giving air quotes why he says that Bruno alright so bandits yeah. broke the coach but we were much better off than the four seasons coach which was uh, attacked and overrun with mutants I mean and I get yeah that's better yeah so our coach got bandited he says Zigfried get in here some kind of young human Comes scampering real quick and he's yes sir and he points him over real quick whispers something to him and uh, he says yeah okay right away and he runs back out so coach broke then what looking at lucky then I got hit by the four seasons coach right right yep said that um then we got to the to the coachman's inn the coach and horses yeah that I think so yeah all right um and then we stayed there for the night uh. Then I met Jaina and um, Lady, the old lady. Right, what about the important parts? What happened to the coach? How'd oh, you get here with a coach if the other coach broke? Well, we got the other coach. The kid comes back in, whispers to Broker. He says, All right, thank you, Sigrid. You can go back or whatever you're doing. Bruno. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. with me. He walks you into the, the side, one of the offices. <laughs> Uh, you go Bruno, with him? Bruno will uh, follow like a sheepish dog head, completely bowed, uh, <laughs> nearly sobbing. Right, so the, the three of you in the lobby, he closes the door, slams the door, and you hear most of what goes on, which is basically just brokers shouting. Closing the door doesn't do much. And you just hear like, And the door swings open. Man, my daddy always said dwarves always sound mad, even when they're promoting somebody. The door swings open and he just sits behind, he like, in the room, he sits behind a desk, just arms crossed, staring daggers at you. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take off the, uh, the, the fours or uh, the ratchet lines. Oh yeah, he tears jacket. it off you. I forget I, I had that on. He tears it off I, you. Take says, Siegfried will be finding you with a bill for the coach. That, what? No, I, I brought you a coach. It, oh, jeez. Just get out of here before I lose my temper. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, so Bruno will uh, quickly uh, be like, yeah, 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 sorry, sorry, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, ratchet lines. Uh, the other three of you in the <laughs> in the waiting room make a lines. perception check. Just challenging. Nope. Uh, I failed by two. Carl? Three, actually. Carl fails by six degrees of success. Oh, wow. Okay. So six degrees of failure. Yeah. That's something funny, but nobody saw it. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Dwarf Man, I was told there would be refreshments. The door slams. <laughs> so yeah, you, as you very unceremoniously were just fired. As 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 we're walking out, and uh, the door slams to the coaching in behind us, or the the coaching station behind us, to be like, so uh, you you said that we might have a job, eh? With with Joseph, yeah. 
And then that'll be that's a good right. place to end episode six. <laughs> well, let's, yeah. Oh no. Let's go down and get that drink. I uh, feel like I really need that right now. Seems like a great time to get out of town. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, check out all of our other great stuff over at the network. For example, dropping Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play podcast. Join us as we start off with the Extinction Curse and navigate the world as members of a traveling circus. Also on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Oh Yeah! Power Phase, a battle report stream live from Bearded Dragon Games where we go head-to-head playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every Wednesday is Patreon Day over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Every week on the Patreon, you will get new vlogs, bonus content, and a whole slew of other great stuff. Next up on Thursdays, we have a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play where we're playing through the enemy within, widely considered one of the greatest campaigns of all time. If actual plays aren't your jam for role-playing entertainment, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the Grim Stream of Perilous Lore, where I will be streaming at our Twitch talking about the lore of the old world of Warhammer. Every Friday, get ready, big chuckers, because Elite Eight Showdown is out both as a podcast and on YouTube, where we take a eight-subject bracket that can be about anything and everything, pit them against each other and fight them to the death. And you can always hop on over to any of our social media sites and check us out there and get in touch with us if you need to. Over on Twitter, we're at Top Tier Casual. Instagram and Gmail are both The Professional Casual. And then on Facebook and our website, it's uh, Professional Casual.